Hello and welcome to Ads for Success podcast number five with me, Amanda Perry, agency owner, e-com coach, small business cheerleader, and now podcaster. This podcast is full of real life advice from pulling back the curtain on my agency and seeing firsthand what is working right now in the world of ads. I'll be bringing you interviews from e-com brands that are smashing it right now and hearing from the brains behind them how you can too and delving into the marketing ecosystem around your business that needs to be in place before you start sending paid traffic through to your site. In the same way you wouldn't build a house on sand, you need solid foundations to build, grow and scale your e-com store. We'll be exploring all of this and much, much more. Yes, sorry guys, ads are not a silver bullet. However, they do work for millions of businesses and they can work for you too. Full of practical advice, actionable tips and straight talking, no-nonsense help to improve your e-com store, your bottom line and just maybe your life. Stick around and let me show you how. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher or wherever you find your podcast. And if you enjoy the episode today, please do leave a review as it really helps other people to discover us. Welcome back to Ads for Success. Thank you for joining me again. Today, I'm speaking to the wonderful Steph Douglas from Don't Buy Her Flowers. Steph started this business from her own home, as many of us do, back in 2015. Um, And her growth since then has just been phenomenal. She was someone I really, really wanted to get on the show because I think the way that she's grown the business in such an authentic, organic way is something that we can learn a lot of lessons from. So let's not waste any time. I'm going to hand over to Steph. Okay, so welcome back to Ads for Success, and I'm absolutely delighted to be joined today by Steph Douglas from Don't Buy Her Flowers. Hello. Hi, Steph. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm so grateful of you taking the time out of your busy day. I know it's the school holidays, and it's manic for mums everywhere, (laughs) especially working mums and business owners. So do you want to start off by just introducing yourself, telling everyone, I'm sure everyone's aware of you, but telling everyone in your own words who you are and what you do? Yeah, sure. Uh, So my name is Steph. Um, I run a business called Don't Buy Her Flowers and we sell thoughtful gift packages. Uh, It's an online business. And um, yeah, my background is brand and marketing and uh, I think I, well, it was after I had my first baby that the idea came because I got sent loads and loads of flowers. And I was on the sofa feeling overwhelmed and just kind of, yeah, in shock a bit. And the flowers kept arriving. And I just thought that's a really weird, I mean, in that moment, I don't think I was particularly cognitive. You know, I didn't think it through at that point. But I, it just kind of dawned on me that it's a really odd gift because you have to look after flowers. And when you've just had a baby, what you really need is for someone to look after you, but you definitely don't need additional things to look after. Um, and then the uh, the business has changed quite a lot since then. So I had the idea, oh God, 2010, um, but it wasn't like I thought, oh, I'm going to start a business. At that point, it was just, I I just, whenever a friend had a baby, if they were on maternity leave, um, you know, I'd, I'd 
think of what did they need and I send them some chocolate and a magazine or something that was for them and that was really the crux of the idea it was that that idea of TLC and of when somebody needs a bit of looking after and um, when I launched the business in 2014 um, straight away we had people saying oh I want to send this to someone who's had a terrible week because they lost their job or they split up with somebody or their someone died and so it sort of became quite quickly quite apparent that the the idea of the business was still exactly the same that idea of TLC and thoughtfulness and people wanting to be able to offer that in a gift but it wasn't just about new mums yeah which is sorry go on no no so I think that's a kind of summary but our gifts are all about encouraging the recipient to take a bit of time for themselves so whether that's a hot cup of tea or a really good gin and tonic or cook vouchers so they don't have to cook for a few meals um and cashmere socks and toilet treat like we, it's the the range is a lot bigger than when I launched it when we launched we had kind of three set packages and it was quite focused so we've we've merged a bit since then but that's mostly been kind of customer demand really yeah yeah and that's so interesting is so I think the thing I love so much about the business is that it did come from that personal experience and that Mm. I'm I'm not a mum but I can imagine that feeling of like what's this thing I now have in my house that I have to look after and now everyone's sending me all this stuff that also needs a bit of maintenance I think that's a really like vivid thing particularly for mums and parents um and must be so common you can also then like like now that we do now that it is much broader and it's kind of all these different occasions it's bereavement or get well or all of us have experienced that point you're just feeling really overwhelmed or I suppose the other side of it is when someone you love is feeling really overwhelmed and you feel so useless you're kind Mm. of thinking oh god I want to help them but I'm not nearby or I'm at work and I'm not there and actually they don't want me in their house but how can I offer them something so it's that it's very much the same feeling I think yeah Um, yeah it's like a genuine care package isn't it it's like sending your love when you can't be there it's just something so thoughtful and I think we were I was the thing that I did could not have predicted um I had no idea what was so powerful it is very much tapping into that emotion where the, you know, we get we get loads of feedback still from people saying, "Oh, I sent them something and they cried because mm-hmm. it was very much about them." And I suppose the the bit it's I find it quite hard to put into words, but I suppose it's that thing when you're feeling really rubbish. If somebody does something for you, that means you know that they get it and that they know mm-hmm. what you're feeling. So going back to the new mum thing, it's like knowing that it's okay to feel like that because that person knows that I feel like that so therefore it's not me I'm not the only person who's felt like that which when it's your first baby it can it can you can think god and to add on to how you might be feeling overwhelmed it's like and I shouldn't be feeling like this because I should be so happy because I've had a baby and you know everyone else does it and they all look like they're doing And it's life isn't it everyone's coping everyone's fine I'm the only one that's not and then somebody going mate I really, I really care for you, and I want to, you to know that you need some chocolate, and you're going to be okay. And yeah. that, that, the power in that is something that I, I hadn't really thought about until it kind of was happening. And that's it, isn't it? We we as as marketers every day, we want to tap into those emotions almost in a I hate the word like I don't think of marketing as manipulative, but we're almost trying to create those emotions. But your whole brand is about those exact emotions, aren't they? People people already have them. 
yeah very much and I think that's why it's done well really because it's we're not trying to create something or a need for something that doesn't already exist in yeah. fact people kept saying at the beginning why hasn't someone already done this like that was very much the <laughs> the feedback because it it just kind of makes sense yeah and that that kind of leads perfectly on to my next question so uh, you've got a new baby you're at home and I know I know what you're saying it didn't happen exactly like this we always look back and kind of form this timeline yeah don't like, we? But, um, like what, five years into <laughs> yeah that five-year overnight success yeah, yeah. But, but what takes you from kind of having that idea to that early slog I've seen your pictures on Instagram of you taking like five boxes to the post yeah. office and then how do we how do you go from that through that you know those early days are so tough aren't yeah, they of yeah. making enough money is it going to work is it worth it can I you know how am I going to market this how how did you get through those kind of first I years or, you know first two years I would say and it's interesting because I spoke to um her name's Millie Kendall so there's a makeup brand Ruby and Millie I don't, I don't oh yeah so I was at a talk thing and I just had got through the two-year mark and that, that was at the point where we moved the business to a warehouse and out of our house, which was a massive mm. deal and took on yeah, a time ahead of operations. So I hadn't realised how um, how much it was kind of impacting on us having it in the house, obviously. But it was a means to an end. Like it, that was just what we did and it kept overheads low. But she said, Millie said, I can see it in your eyes. You've just done that two years, haven't you? And it was only someone <laughs> who'd done it who would know. And she was like, that first yeah. two years, you're trying to prove a concept you're trying to grow it from nothing you're learning all your mistakes like you're making lots of mistakes even if that's the courier you know the charge or someone's something oh my god yeah that detail that you have to be on top of and also I was doing it on my own most of the time so it's quite lonely and your confidence is all over the shop because one minute you have a good day or you get a good piece of coverage and you're thinking oh this has got something this is good and then it might go a bit quieter or someone says I don't like this I think there's better you know or something mean that they don't need to say but they do and that and it really knocks you and I think what's tough about that first two years is you've got to find strength to just keep pulling yourself back up because there's no one else you know no one else can kind of fix it for you you've yeah and that was something I didn't I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't know that the mental side of running a business was actually quite a big deal. That yeah, it's that it's that resilience, isn't it? And that, but then I do like I talk to a lot of people about the the kind of survival of the fittest, and it yeah. is, is you know, if you didn't carry on going, someone else would, wouldn't yeah, they? So. Yeah you know you you have to you almost have to earn your stripes by getting through those first couple of years exactly. don't you but it's and, so and, tough and I think acknowledging I remember I say quite I say this quite a lot but I remember saying to my uncle who's a businessman and saying him saying how's it going and going oh god it's so hard because I think I was probably like a year in and I was absolutely shattered and he was like yeah I don't know when people started to think that running a business was <laughs> and all oh, right okay like among the business people they know this I didn't know this because I hadn't done it before but he was just like yeah if it was really easy everyone would be doing it and everyone would be really successful and he's like oh yeah okay <laughs> well I guess it's like you're saying about new mums though isn't it we oh, have God, to kind yeah. of 
everyone you know no one in well people do a bit more now talk about the difficult side of business and the difficult side of motherhood and whatever the subject matter is but if you looked on Instagram everyone was millionaires and brilliant mums and yeah. you know people very much had it's less of a highlight reel now isn't it but I think yeah. it's it's quite difficult to get to that difficult bit isn't it yeah and you're only going to know once you do it and I suppose that's probably why also when people do it they go on to do it again and again you know you get mm. serial businesses or what because once you've done it and you've got you've broken through that really tough bit it's you've then found that confidence and that resilience and then you know you've had I suppose you have a bit of a formula for doing it again. Um, exactly yeah yeah because you've made the mistakes with the couriers and the fulfillment houses and the the leases oh, I mean, and all the, the, and the, the staff and learn so much and I, oh, I yeah. especially in those early days people would say to me oh god what will you do if it fails and I was always like well I'll, I'll be so much more employable I have learned so much yeah. that I didn't I had no idea about whether that's business or just some of that day-to-day -day dealing of you know retail or any of it I had no idea so I learned I've I've learned a lot but I think the thing that really helped us when you say about you know what what kept you going we were growing month on month we have done since we launched which mm. was really you know I I I don't know enough about retail I didn't know enough about retail to know what success was and it was only when you start talking to other people and they're going your stats are actually really good or your you know your traffic is good your brand is growing your it's all going in the right direction but you don't know you don't know if 10 orders is good or 100 orders should be where you're at or especially in that beginning bit yeah um, so that that growth and our and the fact that our customers we've got like a 30 percent um repeat customer rate and quite wow. often they come back they don't come back once they're in they come back multiple times yeah all these things tell me that there's something in it you know you like and that and then your confidence builds and once your confidence built you after that I mean especially coming in towards the end of that first couple of years I then was just much steadier so even if something bad happened you kind of go okay like you can deal with it because you know fundamentally you've got a business and it's good and that you've got a team and and that you know it, yeah so now if there's a drama you can kind of it's less I'm less I'm less erratic everyone's probably less erratic because you kind of go okay right well we can deal with this because we have before and no one died and you know yeah it's so but it's so true in those early days when you're you know up at midnight on your laptop working on something oh, like yeah. I don't know the website or you're making it look like you're really successful on social media or something and you see that bad review come in or just someone's as you say someone say something completely unnecessary but actually quite mean and yeah you know and you just think that's it don't you that does it everyone's going to see this and then they're never going to buy from me again and I it's tough. only I would say so we're coming up to five years in November and I would say it's only in the last year six months that I've stopped going well it might all end tomorrow <laughs> this thing where it was like well what if it just stopped what if that's it that was our last package no one else is going to order and oh my husband would just be like Steph it's not if you did nothing now it would still keep going like you're that's yeah but you just I don't know it just takes a while to know it's when you care, isn't it? If you care about, you know, if you care about something, then you really care if it ends, I suppose, don't you? Yeah, 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 very much.
Okay, so so that is amazing growth, like month on month growth and seeing that traffic come through and stuff. And I can't have you on the podcast and not ask you what your main focus is with marketing and how how you've seen that growth, where where you really put your which baskets you put your eggs in in terms yeah. of marketing. So I think to start with, it's very much been a focus on social media and PR when we started because I didn't have a budget. So yeah, it was all everything organic. I had the blog which really helped to drive traffic. And I actually started the blog before I started the business. So that was writing about motherhood and relationships and being a grown-up, basically. Um, And that meant that when we launched nine months after I started the blog, we'd kind of had this momentum and this following, and and they were all people who were like me. Mm. So they very much understood and got the business straight away. And our website crashed on the night we launched because everyone was sharing it. They were so... Yeah, people were really supportive, um, which I didn't know if they would be. I didn't know if they'd be a bit like, oh, what are you trying to sell us? But they weren't. They got it. You know, they really mm. understood what we were trying to do. And um, so I think that has, and, and PR and marketing, and sorry, PR and social are still really big, you know, traffic drivers for us. And they're really important. I think PR gives me more opportunity to talk about the story and I suppose in, within PR I'm including like podcasts and interviews and all that stuff mm. and that gives us more opportunity to talk about in more detail about the emotion of the business rather than like here's a product and I think yeah. for us that's really important because we've learned that it's the reasons that you know the, the emotion behind it the reasons like the message tags that people send that the idea of um I'm sorry that you're having a terrible time. I'm really sorry that you're, you've lost your mum. All they, you know, you, there's certain words that really so many people are going through, and that that clicks. You know, they get it and they get that that's mm. about. And we're not just a gift business, and and like we don't. We, that's a really important criteria of when we're selecting products and stuff. Like it has to offer that um, TLC and that encourage you know encouraging someone to take some time for themselves and all that whole piece. So that making sure that we're building a brand that has all that messaging is really important. And then the other thing is is obviously reach for the marketing. So that might be doing a bit more paid, which we have started to in the last couple of years. Um, so Facebook ads, obviously Instagram, and we've tried some display ads recently, which has been really interesting. So we're kind of we're we're at the point now that we've been in for the last sort of six months. I've got a head of marketing who's full on. Um, obviously looking at everything, looking at all the data and doing it much more strategically than I have been for the last four, four years prior to that with me going, ah, and now we'll try this. <laughs> it's all becoming more professional, but with the yeah. whole team aligned to like the whole, the key has to be this piece around thoughtfulness because if we lose that, we're just a shop and, I, and that's not that's not my aim, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. I think, but I think you get to that point, don't you, where you have to, you have, it's like a buffet, isn't it? You have to try everything to find what works. And then yeah. you just really, really hone in on that. And, and having head of marketing is within four or five years is incredible. That's amazing for a company that has largely grown organically. So with your, with your paid ads, I see your, your ads pop up from time to time. Is yeah. it mainly, is it mainly just retargeting that you do or do you go out to we cold do, audiences? We do both. So we do kind of a, quite a bit of lookalike audiences. Yeah. So we do the, the two key bits for the paid um, ads would be brand awareness. So that might not be, that might be 
people who um, uh, look alike, audiences and things like that. Yeah. When we do the um, conversion, we tend to focus on events. So Mother's Day, Father's Day, teacher gifts. Like there's occasions all year round and that then we would switch to kind of conversion and then we'd be retargeting for those. Mm. So that's, but we're, we're trying different stuff all the time and we're trying different creative and we're trying different copy and we're trying, so this what this year is really exploratory to, yeah. to see what works. Because the other thing that's quite interesting for us for the ads that we found is that we're not, if you're selling a t-shirt and you see an ad and you like a t-shirt, you would just buy it there and then potentially, you know, or, yeah. or something that you need then. Our product isn't like an instant purchase because... You might see it, but you haven't got someone to buy for at that point. Yeah. So we need to, we need kind of some frequency behind it, but also um, you want, yeah, you want them to remember your brand. And then when somebody needs the TLC in a package, they then go, oh, I saw this brand. And then they come to us. So when we were looking at our ads, like for conversion, immediate conversion, the numbers are quite low. But if you look over 30 days, they come back. Which is yeah, like as in they're remembering us and they're coming back. So yeah, I have this conversation a lot with like bridal clients and bridal companies mm. where it's the same thing. It's like you have to get in front of them, yeah. and they they'll then have you on a list somewhere saying, you know, when so and so happens, I have to buy my dress or buy my gift from there. Yeah. But it's not that immediate purchase, is it? I yeah, yeah I appreciate that. It's quite. In, it's just been quite interesting because that also that alters what the, you know how you market it what wording you use all those different things because you're trying to make sure that they capture you and they get the essence of the brand and then they come back um so it's a different strategy I guess to going here look at this lovely product and do you use like wish lists and stuff like that to keep them warm do you have a functionality like that on the site no 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 we haven't done that I think there's things that will work really well for retail companies that don't necessarily work for us. I think, I mean, and it might do, but I think for us, the key thing is getting across that, the emotion part of it. Yeah. Um, because then when somebody, when someone does have someone that they want to show that TLC, then they think of us. So our focus has really been around that. And that seems to be working well for us at the moment. But, and also, I guess the other thing that we when we started because it was gifts for new mums I didn't we started we changed the wording on our website so that it was clear that you could buy for other occasions quite quickly because we were like oh look we don't want to lose all these people because they come to the site and think it's just yeah but we kind of kept focused in our brand and things generally to make sure that new mums were always mentioned because that was where the idea came from and we were trying to establish ourselves and make sure that we were seen as different to other companies so we didn't lose that straight away and I think it was only in November that we launched like a broader campaign. We talked, it's called, we've called it our reasons campaign, but it talks about all the different reasons that people would send a package and it does it right. from the person's point of view. So like, you know, I wish I was closer. I wish I wasn't on the other side of the world. Um, and all, you know, all those different reasons that fall into bereavement and get well and birthday, just to show them mm. the breadth and that, has had a massive impact interestingly so that was in November and we launched our create a gift package at the same time which has 70 odd products and you can create something completely bespoke so mm. set packages where you might have you can choose a different magazine or you can choose a different scarf or like milk or dot chocolate but 
you've got maybe five products and that's kind of your set. Whereas this is, people can put it in any combination and that has really skyrocketed, which has been really interesting because it was something I thought about for quite a long time, but I didn't know if it might be a bit much for people or... yeah. And actually, I mean, it's, it's what they want, which is been- yeah. It's, it sounds incredible. My brain's boggled by the logistics of it. I can't oh, yeah. imagine how that works out in the in the warehouse floor anymore. But um, no, I mean, you do find that most people, like we know, that most people put five products into a box, for example. Yeah. Um, and there's certain products that are really popular, but no, it's a massive job. So my brother is actually our head of operations. And he he manages it brilliant. We very rarely run out of anything, and we we're, that's incredible. Yeah, and he's also got to monitor, you know, anything that might go out of date. So obviously, we have food and drink as well. Um, yeah, so he does it, and and not holding too much stock, which again, so yeah. there's a real art to that. And he, um, thank God, I don't have to do that. Anymore. I know what a job. Yeah. That that kind of detail stuff to me is just oh no no thank you (laughs) no he does it really well which is a good that's incredible so we're family so it could have got really complicated if it'd been well I mean yeah I've got a story about that that ended very much in tears which I'll say for another time but yeah no it's it's brilliant that, that that's working out for you it's fantastic it's so good to have someone um you know on the team and in your corner isn't it that you just know has got your back and you know they're there 100 percent for the the good of the business yeah and the whole team is like that to be honest I've, yeah I've, we're not so much now but that first the first few hires have all been friends and family um not I couldn't work with all my family I couldn't work with all my friends but the ones we've got are brilliant and really yeah they're in it you know they're in it with us yeah which you yeah. need I think at some point, we've we've just got someone who's coming in to work on kind of corporate um, relations, and because we've had more, we've got about ten percent of our orders of corporate orders. Oh wow! Which so corporate makes it sound really formal, but just workplaces that could be like yeah, bathroom at a school or you know the office gift or whatever. But that's potentially a, a huge market, and we haven't gone after it. It's just come to us. And we've done like bespoke um, packages and we can do branding and all these other things. So we're we're developing that. But this is my first, that's my first proper hire who has no connection with me or my family. Oh, wow. She's that's a- quite a big leap, isn't it? When, when everyone's family and friends. Yeah, but she's like, and we're all spread out because the warehouse is in Gloucestershire and I'm in London. Um, so Kate's in Ballon. We've got someone in Seaford down to like Brighton Way. Yeah. Um, so we're all quite spread out. Um, but when you get everyone to, we've got everyone together a couple of times now and obviously we'll be doing that more and everyone's just lovely everyone's oh that's there is, so good passion in it which is great because you don't know that you're going to have that you know but that comes from you and the team doesn't it it comes from you know I'm I'm there's so many of these what I call like smash and grab businesses on Facebook and Instagram that are just riding on trends and they're just kind of there one minute and not the next and they don't have that that depth that you've got in the business from building something organically from from a real life experience and also something you love like the the joy of hearing those experiences of people that have received these packages and made them crime must just be amazing yeah and then the warehouse team obviously they're handwriting the tags you know and then they'll they'll post them onto the shared whatsapp group and just be like oh. and there'll be someone said there was one that was a teacher gifts one and they said you'll it was a class gift and they said you know, you'll forever be our miss honey and everyone's going oh, so <laughs> oh no oh my <laughs> god part of that and that's 
that's the bit that I have to make sure we all, and it's not, not just me, but that, that I don't lose that and that we all yeah. remember that that's what we're doing because it's really easy to be distracted. Again, of course, at that beginning bit when you're going, ah, we've got to grow, we've got to do this, we've got to get the number. Yeah. That's a distraction sometimes. Yeah, it would be so easy just to say, right, you know, we need to increase profits, we need to stop doing handwritten notes, or yeah. we need to type yeah, yeah. the notes or something. And yeah, no, that's, that magic. Saying, that's definitely saying because that is yeah. always commented on. So, again, we we didn't get a fulfillment house because I was like, I don't know how you'd pay someone else to do this in the way that exactly. I the tissue and the ribbon and the hand picking, you know, all these gifts. We'd have had to spend a lot of money on it as well. Um, so how do you I'm interested to hear how when you are employing people to pack do you test them on their handwriting because my handwriting is terrible you know what? when my brother when Charles first stepped in he was in the warehouse and it was basically him <laughs> on his own and he was terrible handwriting he was having to do the tags and he was he was the it was the one thing I'd say that he was most about he's like oh, God, I don't know if I can change them he's 40 can I change my handwriting <laughs> yeah. it wasn't for too long and then we've had other people in and actually the, the couple of the girls like they know who's got the best handwriting and they tend to push that towards that job to yeah the people with the best handwriting but yeah that's amazing I love it <laughs> so so I think we can't really talk about marketing in your business without talking about your um sort of audience and profile on Instagram and how much of a driver that's been I know that that's I guess that largely came from the blog did it was that where your yeah. sort of initial growth came from I think the blog was there without sounding like a wanker that was where I found my voice so that yeah. was where I I grew my confidence in being able to say how I was feeling and I knew that there would be other people if I was feeling something I knew there'd be other people feeling that. So whether that's, I mean, God, at the moment, it's exhaustion at the summer holidays of the bloody, the jigsaw of trying to pee yeah. the childcare. And my husband slept on the sofa last night. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I the team earlier. And they're like, oh, stress. Because, we, because he came home and I'm super stressed. And I'd had six kids here because I'm trying to look after other oh kids. Oh, my God. And next week they can look after your kids. But I yeah. know that there will be literally hundreds of thousands of, people probably women across the country feeling a bit knackered and hard done by yeah you know and going like I'm doing all this stuff and I wish I was just going out the door and going to work and coming back and that isn't what my husband does he doesn't no I know yeah that's how it feels when you're in it and so that Mm. kind of thing that was where I I talked about stuff and and I always and I never have done it without Doug's kind of permission when I wrote posts he always would look at them I Mm. But he also has a really thick skin, so he doesn't really embarrass. So he's always been really cool about me writing stuff, as long as it was fair. And I wasn't just going, he's a dick and I'm great. Never careful on that. But no. Um, um, so that, that I, and I also had kind of networked through that because I was, it was when you had people like Katie at Hurrah for Gin and Emily mm. Mummy. There were kind of all these writers who were suddenly writing a bit more honestly and they weren't the the previous generation of blogs mum blogs were like crafty crafting and look at how wonderful I am with my children and we're all in these lovely outfits so it was yeah. quite different at the time and then you've had you know Sarah at the Unmumsy Mum is a best selling book so it's it's changed quite a lot but that was yeah i definitely found an audience and a network because these women all became my friends they still are um and that helped you know you help each other 
going forward. And then when I started the business, I then had like a whole other network of people who were women who were trying to do their own thing, whether that was on Instagram or with a business or the product. And again, that's a whole other network that I really relied on because my best mates weren't going through the same thing. Um, and I didn't have any colleagues, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. yeah. so Good point. you end up with, and so that was really important for me, but also, you know, you end up supporting each other and promoting each other and, and being each other's support behind the scenes as well as in front of, you know, an audience or whatever. So that, mm. so that yeah, that gave me the, the blog gave me the confidence to do that. And I've just, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I haven't got, I've, I've got lots of friends who've got much bigger followings. I think I, my focus is the business. So I haven't done certain things that probably would have got me more following. If I haven't used Instagram in like a strategic way, it's not like trying to find connections with people who could then increase my following and I, I'm not doing that. So my growth has probably slowed. But I don't tend to look at the numbers that much. I just know I've got, you know, I've got nearly 60,000 followers and that gives me a great base of people. And a lot of them are customers and really supportive of Don't Buy Her Flowers. So it kind of all mashes into one. Yeah. And it just feeds into that organic marketing ecosystem that you have for the business doesn't it so that Mm. when you do add in the paid element or the the strategic pieces outside of that kind of organic fun stuff it it supercharges it doesn't it yeah definitely and the talks and those kind of things I love doing that I love going to events and I got I've been invited to do quite a few more business it used to be very much be around a mum who started a business and now Mm. it's becoming much more both I suppose but also like business chats you know um and that and I love doing that uh you know and standing in front of people and and especially if you've got an audience of people who are who are in that first couple of years phase and being able to I'm not I'm, I, I can still relate to that because we only just yeah. it. whereas I think I know I used to see people you know business women do at talks or whatever and they were so far ahead you know they were turning over millions of pounds they had massive warehouse and teams or they'd sold their business and made their millions or whatever and I I couldn't you kind of are looking at that going how do you get to that like what's the whole bit in the middle which is starting with a little warehouse or employing your first person or whatever it is so, so I really love doing that and I've done some speed mentoring and stuff and I love doing that as well just when someone you've got like 10 minutes and someone goes oh god I don't know what to do next and I think once you've done it you can really quickly look at someone else's thing and go okay this is what I would do if I were you definitely yeah yeah and it's just giving that bit back isn't it it's lovely it's just such a nice feat when you've had so much help and support yourself from kind generous people and knocks as well but when you yeah, have no. had that definitely support from people and then you get a message from someone going ah I did it like quite often the people there's a lot of women who I've spoken to who basically they're on their own they're doing it all on their own and they don't know what how to what's the next bit and it's like well if you've got to a point where you're getting orders but you're doing all the packing you're basically cutting out all your time which would be the growth piece because you're Mm. and that's where I got I was nine months in and I was spending all my time packing so I wasn't able to look at any strategy or ways of reaching new people or new products and it was a friend that was just like you shouldn't be packing anymore like you've got to get help and it feels such a massive leap but quite often you just need someone to encourage you to do that and you only need even if you start by getting someone in an hour a week you don't yeah you I think we've grown up watching 
The Apprentice and Dragon's Den. And it's all about having hundreds of thousands, half a million quid, because that's what you need to employ people. And that's how you're going to get your space. And and actually, there's so many steps before that. And there's so many people, and especially women, actually, who aren't working because they couldn't make having children and work work. So mm. all these skills, and they would like some work, and they'd like some money, but they're flexible. So they're not looking for a full time job. And there's all these people who are, you know, whether that's digital marketing or like social media, social media management, photography, like all these roles where you can find these brilliant people. And that's what we've done very much, which has been really good because that's part of the story as well, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I think what that just to go back to that point about when you're packing the boxes and you're thinking you can't afford it and we don't value our time, do we? We don't think about how much that time is costing us. It took someone saying to me, how much are you going to have to pay somebody an hour and what what could you do in that hour? You know, yeah. it does feel really weird initially because you're kind of thinking, oh, I could probably pack these orders. But yeah. every time we've done it, every time we've taken on new people and we took on the warehouse or it's felt, I've, I've always done it and then we've seen this growth and then I've gone, I probably should have done that three or six months previous. Yeah. Held off just because I'm, I'm getting better at it now but you hold off thinking I, I can't you know it's just nerve-wracking chucking you know you, you've got to commit to that money then forever yeah it feels like yeah knowing that that person's relying on it it's not just you know do I buy this thing or not is do I commit to giving this person a wage for oh, it's terrible. Month? I yeah, it's... I'm so responsible like now compared to you know even six months ago because people leaving jobs you know good jobs where their pensions and salaries and all the rest of it, and then they're coming to us, and we are having to do, you know, pensions and salaries. And yeah, oh, we're not just playing anymore. <laughs> we were never just playing, but you know, it's very different when it's just you in your spare room. Of course, yeah, in the warehouse, and because we've outgrown ours, which is again brilliant, like exciting and brilliant. But also, you go, oh my god, it's like a ten-year lease, and uh, oh my gosh, it's just grown up, isn't it? And I still think I'm 16 but I'm all right. yeah no don't we all <laughs> don't we all it's awful isn't it so what's the what's the future plans for don't buy flowers where can where can we expect to see it grow in the next think, couple of years the corporate workplace gifting is potentially really big because mm. what we found is people people buy it's not an, it's not a market that isn't spending money or isn't there already but what we found is we you start talking to people and they're basically they're buying gifts maybe they're sending flowers maybe they're sending hampers whatever but they're not that happy with them but they just know that it's maybe it's someone in the office needs a gift someone's bereaved or so they send them something because they know they should but they don't actually feel that good about what they've sent and mm. we kind of have come in and we've gone right well let's work with you we'd love and we've created packages so one we had a company had long service awards and the previous year they'd done crystals and and they were quite they had a really young work like their workforce is like 20s and 30s they don't want a crystal you know <laughs> we've put together amazing packages they're mostly male and we're now we've got our create a man package so we've got loads of options for men as well um and they love them it, some of them got mentioned in their um like employee survey that these gifts which is wow. great so you know so and companies are looking to better engage with their staff and better try and work with retention and show that they care and show that they're thoughtful and we can help them with that. And especially because we've got the warehouse, we're set up to do it and we can do branding and we can do, we've got this huge array of gifts, but also we can source stuff. So that, 
I think that's going to be really interesting because you we've had like a few conversations and all of them turn into orders and it might be somebody going right I've got ten thousand pounds to spend at Christmas because I've got to buy multiple gifts and we can and we I want to make it still a really personal service so mm. we would then sit down we'd come back with options we'd work with them we'd make sure it's that they've got us you know our customer services team are on the phone and and working with them to make sure it's right and I think we've had feedback from people saying we we just always use this massive company and we didn't feel like they were like looking after us and we can do all that so that that's really exciting because that it's all it's almost a whole other thing Um, yeah that's a huge piece to add on isn't it like financially and operationally yeah yeah so this is one of the I mean we can't when we do have a big all like that we did 40 gift bags the other day we Christmas we might do 100 packages for one on one day and the same the next day and is it in addition to our normal yeah orders so we, that's fantastic yeah, so that's that's really exciting and then the other thing is um men as a as an audience as customers so that we're seeing that grow but men are just harder to reach for us our, our audience is mostly women yeah but for the men that get it they love it like that you it, you see them come back and they'll be like oh that's my sister that's my mom that's for the wife and when they've got it because the feedback's usually so great you know, I, I was sat down, I had a, Doug had a work dinner thing and I was sat next to um, someone and her husband and she turned around and said, he bought me one of your packages when, <laughs> um, when I think he'd been away. So this is one of Doug's colleagues who obviously had been, Doug had tapped up and told him about it. Yeah. <laughs> he bought me one of your packages. They'd been married 18 years. She said, it's the most thoughtful thing he's ever done for me. Wow. This is, can I record you saying that? Like, this, is, this is what I want to hear. But the reason was because he thought about it. He'd done it. He was away. That was it. He was away. She was at home with their kids, was obviously pretty knackered. And he said so he sent her this box and he chose things that were really thoughtful that he knew that she loved. Because, you know, her husband's going to know if she likes a gin and tonic or she's of course a or whatever. Um, and yeah, but it's so easy for them. Because they website mm. and do it, and it's handwritten and it's gift wrapped and it's everything that a woman would like. So it's just really interesting because it's just it's there. You've got to uh, the strategy to reach them. Our marketing strategy needs to be different. So that's something else for us to add. To. I mean, there's so the thing is, I think we've just scratched the surface. We don't buy. Oh, I agree. There's yeah. So all huge, huge market. Yeah, all these other things, and and I've just got to make sure we stay on this track. That's that's almost my main job to make sure that everything comes back to being thoughtful, um, and then we'll be okay if we can do that. We'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, no, I absolutely agree. I think that's and I think that's something that a few companies do really well, and you've you clearly really do this well as well about making it just low friction. So. Not to generalise, but men are obviously are often like buying gifts late or in a yeah. rush or like yeah. like that yeah, instance they when they're away. You feel bad and to say it, but it's that's bang on. They've, it's it's they, the truth, they, isn't they spend, it? They spend more, which is really interesting. They all yeah, it. they're like, oh, here's fifty quid. Oh, here's a- yeah, take my money. Yeah, <laughs> but if it can be as low friction as possible, if they can go on the site click the items that they want click purchase it's done and they just don't have to think about it then then that's all all they need isn't I mean, it generally really interesting is quite often men forget they don't write a, they don't leave a message for the tag and when we were we were 10 i think we still do it sometimes but especially when we were newer we would then 
because each customer was so precious and they still are yeah. to the point that we were like oh if someone hadn't done a message that they'd forgotten or so we'd contact them and say oh um did you mean to leave leave your message tag blank and they'd be like oh yeah no it's fine because I'm just going to hand it to her and you'd be like no you fool right <laughs> that's not the point <laughs> just needs to say I love you you don't have to say well, you are wonderful done and it's so interesting because I suppose that's that's the thing the thoughtfulness side is a is a harder sell perhaps to make mm. again without using generalizations but I've, after five years I can I can see it in black and white but when they get it and they get the feedback or they get they can say oh my god my mum cried they come back they will be back because they they want that reaction they just don't really know they want it or they don't really know how to do it if you know what I mean. yeah a woman tends to be not all women but we're we're, we're usually the gift buyers um and we're more thoughtful with it yeah so it's just been is it, I mean that whole piece is just really interesting it's really interesting it's interesting when you see it in the data we think we know it don't we but then when you actually see that as you say in black and white it's yeah. really interesting to see just just how true it is yeah <laughs> really interesting okay so I want to be really respectful of your time but what's the, I always like to ask people as the last question what's the one thing that you've done in the business that's made the biggest impact and that our audience of kind of small econ businesses could try to I think stay focused I think it, it sounds when I'm talking about all this it sounds as if um, we've done all these things but that first two three four years we stayed, mm. we've stayed really focused and actually that was so um, Edward Perry is the founder of Cook, and yeah. he said when I, we went and showed him, and I'm, maybe as a businessman, maybe when we first pitched him, I didn't have a website. I literally had a box with some tissue and was like, this is what we're talking about. But he, he totally got it. He had three kids. I think he's got four now. He totally got it, and so we were able to include their vouchers in our packages. But he just said, kind of, as I think it was as we were going out the door, he's like, just stay focused, okay? So he could probably see all these other avenues that we could take yeah and I think it also stay focused in terms of not worrying about what anyone else is doing because I it's really hard again that first couple of years it's so distracting to see what other people are doing you see someone starting something you think oh god they're trying you know they're doing something similar to me but there's no point it's just a complete waste of energy you can't do anything about other people unless they're literally copying all of your, you know, your branding and your thing and your name and everything else, there's not much you can do, but use it to drive yourself forward and just stay really focused. And I think I, we have to come back to that. Again, when I keep going on about, you know, making sure that our products and our packages and our customer services and all of it is around thoughtfulness, that's our focus. Mm. And I think it's really easy to be distracted. That, that I agree that's it's so interesting you see so many people trying to do so much don't you and you yeah. think you'd sort of lose that core that essence of what drove them to to start yeah. the business in or or to the the core of what buy drives their customers to buy from them you yeah. kind of lose all that so lack of desperation as well when you see someone suddenly doing lots of different things or they're quite frequently you know every month or two something else or something else and you think well, obviously what they were doing isn't working. It kind of mm. doesn't fill you with confidence. And we, we've seen, interestingly, like our baskets, but so the, what people spend per order has gone up as we've grown. And I think it's a confidence thing, you know, where people have confidence in us as a business. 
Whereas when they were looking at us when it was me in my spare room, they probably were like, oh, I'll give this a pump, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if yeah. it's quality. I don't know if they're going to do it well, if it's, you know, all that stuff. So things like that are really interesting. And I think that comes from that not diverging too quickly into other things. Yeah, no, I think that's so right. That's such a valid point. I could literally, there's so many other things I could ask you, Steph, but I'm so grateful <laughs> of you taking it. Your day sounds even crazier than mine. So I'm so grateful I'm for you taking the there's time out. Children here, so there's no children here today, so I'm happy. Yeah, it does sound very quiet. No, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. Thank you, thank you for taking the time out of your day where can everyone find you if they need want to find out more where can where's the best place for people uh, to go the website don't buy her um and instagram with i'm um, steph underscore don't buy her flowers we've also got the don't buy flowers account which is just at don't buy her flowers those are probably the best sort of places yeah that is wonderful thank you so much steph you're an absolute thank legend you. i wish you every success for the future thank you thank you very much Wow, that was incredible. Thank you so much, Steph, for the amazing insight that you shared during that interview. I think it's such a good reminder to us about staying focused and really keeping our eyes on the prize and really, really focusing on what's working for us. So in terms of the original offering, that box that was for new mums who were really going through this same kind of feeling and almost feeling a bit like, is it just me or does everyone feel like this? Really tapping into that emotion, but not in a manipulative way, in a genuine, deep, connecting, caring way. Uh, That's so inspiring. And to be able to carry that on to build a business that is now five years old with employees and a a warehouse. And, you know, this is going to be a really, really big business. And I'm excited for Steph and the whole team. Thank you again for joining me on this podcast. If you enjoyed it, please go and leave a review. I love to read them and it really, really helps other people discover us. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher or wherever you find your podcasts. And once again, thank you to Steph for taking the time to speak to us and thank you guys for listening. It means the world. Yeah.